the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's a piece yours truly hosted that I trust you will enjoy. I'm talking with Robert D. Kaplan. He is a managing director for Global Macro at Eurasia Group. He often writes about China. He has an extraordinary piece in the new national interest. Uh, Robert Kaplan, welcome. It's always good to talk to you. It's great to be here, you. I want to begin by quoting uh, the heart of your article, America Must Prepare for the Coming Chinese Empire, and then walk through each of these pieces. You write, in functional and historical terms, this will be an imperial struggle between the U.S. and the PRC. Though our elites, both inside and outside government, will forbid the use of the term, the Chinese will have an advantage in this type of competition as they have a greater tradition in empire building than we do, and they are not ashamed of it as we have become. Moreover, the Chinese have demonstrated an ability to quickly adapt, which is the key to the Darwinian evolutionary model. The continual changes they are making to their Belt and Road model are an example of this. The Chinese also have more capable leadership than we do. Uh, let's start at the beginning. You're all for breaking the China here, Robert. Uh, uh, you're not leaving anything uh, unsaid. Yeah, well, um, my point is that China is the pacing power. It's the yardstick by which we will measure ourselves over the next few years and decades. And merely by competing with China, we make, we make ourselves better and hopefully a, avoid a war. Because my bottom line is compete with China, avoid a violent shooting war with China, and fix up our country at home. So we have talked many, many times since the beginning of 9-11 through all your many books about America's empire, which is a small footprint in many places and lethal. China is not going that route. They are going for big footprints and ports and roads. They are not at all shy about what they're attempting to do, are they? No, they believe in geography. Our elites have forgotten geography to a large extent. Unpack that. Uh, if, you, if you look at, you know, if you put on a map where China is building roads and ports and the connecting pathways, it replicates the Wan and uh, Tang dynasties of the Middle Ages on land and the early Ming dynasty at sea. And it is also the British East India Company in reverse. Rather than going from, e- from west to east, as the British East India Company did, China is going from, if, uh, from east to west. It's, it's, a ve- it's not a specific plan. It's a grand strategy. And what a grand strategy is, is a basic imprint that you can constantly adjust, constantly change, pull back, move ahead. So when they encounter problems with these infrastructure problems, with these infrastructure projects, they will constantly reassess. That is the Chinese genius, to reassess and learn. 
Now, where I probably disagree with you the most is your assessment of our team in place right now. Now, Mike Pompeo has been a friend of mine for 10 years, John Bolton for longer. My son works at the Department of State. I always declare that when we talk about things like this. But you now write that President Xi, by contrast, is disciplined, strategically minded, unashamed of projecting power, an engineer by training with living experience in the provinces, and perhaps most importantly, someone with a deep sense of the tragic as his family was a victim of Mao Zedong's great proletarian cultural revolution. This is a man of virtu in the classical Machiavellian sense. One could go further and say that there is not only a crisis in American leadership, but in Western leadership generally. The truly formidable, dynamic leaders, whatever their moral values, are more, got to switch the page, found outside the United States and Europe, witness in addition to Xi, Japan's Shinzo Abe, India's Modi, Russia's Putin, Israel's Netanyahu. They have all grasped the art of power. They are constantly willing to take risks, and they are in the office not out of personal ambition, but because they actually want to get certain things done. Set aside the president for whom you do not have much regard. What do you make of Pompeo and Bolton against that measuring stick? Well, um, what I think is um, a secretary of state and a national security advisor are not like a secretary of defense. A secretary of defense has the whole building, all the armed services. He, can, he or she can be very effective without a great relationship with the president. But the national security advisor and the secretary of state are nothing without a close relationship with the president himself. Um, so they are doing, they are trying to read President Trump's mind, trying to do his bidding, trying to translate what they see as his instincts and impulses into actual policy. That was George Shultz's genius, to be a moderate conservative realist who translated Reagan's instincts into policy. And I, I, I believe that you have in Pompeo a Schultzian character. Schultz went ashore at Tarawa, the last, uh, at, at 97, I think, the last well-known survivor of the beaches of World War II, Pompeo himself a soldier. Let me go to this paragraph. We have truly entered an American-Chinese bipolar struggle, but it is a bipolar struggle with an asterisk. The asterisk belongs Russia which can always inflict consequential damage on the United States. Yet, whereas the Russians appear to our media as classic bad guys, the Chinese are more opaque and businesslike. So the gravity of our competition, and listen to this, America, the gravity of our competition with Beijing is still insufficiently appreciated by our media. Not on this show, but pretty much everywhere else you go, they don't understand what meaning having 400,000 H-1V visa holders in the United States from the People's Republic of China means, Robert Kaplan. Well, well um, here's what I would say is, um, you know, we could argue about the visa program, but our... Um, but our media is so, you know, it, you know, it's so preoccupied at the moment with the crimes of Russia that there is less, you know, they're not covering the China story the way that they could. But one thing that's clear is 10, 15 years ago, you, China had a lot of friends in Washington, in the media, in Congress, in the government. China under Xi Jinping, which has gone from from soft authoritarianism to a more hard-nosed authoritarianism has much fewer friends. China just doesn't have friends in Washington anymore the way it used to. 
Let me let me pose the key question. Can this marriage be saved? And by that, I mean, 50 years ago, Richard Nixon in the week that changed the world. And I'm taking over as the president of the Nixon Foundation next week. And we're very proud of that week. And he was very proud of it because he said, we've got to deal with them now before, when they need us before when we need them looking 50 years down the road. Can this marriage be saved, Robert Kaplan? Um, uh, the greatest moral question of the next decade or two, one of the greatest, will be for the Chinese and American governments to prevent a Cold War from ever becoming a hot war. Uh, you know, to prevent great power conflict. That, that should be the moral goal of Beijing and of Washington. It, it, it cannot be saved, but it could be prevented from going hot. Uh, Nixon in exile in San Clemente wrote the book, The Real War, in which he urged uh, vis-a-vis the Soviet Union at that time that Ronald Reagan, campaigning for president, push freedom through every crack that he could on the theory that freedom's innate ability to spread and persuade that it's a better way would convert the Soviet Union into a free society. It worked for a time. Is there any analog in China? Yes, there is. Uh, People ask me, is China unstoppable? Is it unbeatable? I always say the only thing that can ultimately defeat China is China itself. China is building a great middle class, and middle classes are ungrateful. They have wants and needs and desires and complaints, and they hold government to higher account than fatalistic peasants in the field. So that China's real challenge is not the United States. Its real challenge is satisfying its emerging middle class. So China could have a domestic upheaval in the next decade or so. That's the real key question in international politics. What will occur inside China over the next 15 years? Last question, Robert Kaplan. You, you referenced Machiavelli's Virtu, and uh, Harvey Mansfield used to lecture about this all the time. Xi has it. Many other people have it. Part of that is understanding the power of political theology, political theory, and allowing liberty to actually strengthen your regime. Do they demonstrate any capacity, any love of freedom at all for its transformative ability in its society? One minute to you. Uh, less and less. Um, however, she is consolidating power because he needs to be the opposite of Gorbachev. He saw how Gorbachev loosened power and it led to the collapse of his country and of his empire. She is strengthening power, but one of his goals is to centralize power so that perhaps he can engage in economic reform that will allow more personal freedoms uh, around the country. Because any kind of economic reform in China comes with great risks and will leave a lot of people dissatisfied. A must-read America must prepare for the coming Chinese empire. It's in the national interest. It comes from Robert Kaplan, who is at the Eurasia Group. Thank you, Robert. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.